you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Today on NFL Fantasy Live, the Packers-Falcons Monday night matchup was nothing short of a fantasy point frenzy. See which superstars surprised us most and what it means for your playoff hopes. Plus, some big-name stars disappointed in Week 14. We'll tell you who's set to rebound this week with a vengeance. And all it takes is one great waiver wire pickup to give you the edge in the playoffs. See whom our experts say you need to be targeting this week. NFL Fantasy Live starts now. Welcome to NFL Fantasy Live, the official fantasy football show of the NFL. Matt Money-Smith here with the Admiral Akbar Baja Biamila. We have a busy Tuesday to cover. If you have questions for us, tweet us at NFL Fantasy. Now, Akbar, we have big news out of Cleveland. Uh, care to take a guess what it might be? Well, let me see. What could well, be big news? LeBron James is already back, so it's got to be Johnny Manziel. There we go. Johnny Manziel. <laughs> the Browns are turning to rookie. Johnny Manziel is their starting quarterback for their game against the Bengals Sunday, according to NFL. NFL Network Ian Rappaport, Fox Sports, first reported the news. Uh, Brown's current, now former starter Brian Hoyer, eight interceptions over the last four games with just a single touchdown. Akbar, do you dare slide Johnny Football into your starting lineup in the midst of the fantasy playoffs? Yes. If you own a quarterback, perhaps like, uh, let's say, Colin Kaepernick. Colin Kaepernick, yeah, playing the Seahawks and just hasn't been playing well. He did bad against the Raiders when he was supposed to do well. Johnny Manziel is a great opportunity to be able to throw out what I'm going to call a lightning in bottle. I mean, right now he's going to give a lot of defenses, a lot of, uh, I guess, uneasiness. You don't know what to really expect because there's just not a lot of film on Johnny Manziel. 
there's going to be a lot of, of him improvising on the, on the go, so you don't know what to expect. A lot of defenses will want to try to keep him in contain. I'm going to throw two more at you. Uh, okay. Ryan Tannehill versus the Patriots or Johnny Manziel? I'm going to go Johnny Manziel. All right, and finally, how about uh, Alex Smith versus the Raiders or Johnny Manziel? I'm going to go Alex Smith on that All one. Right, there we go. Uh, we will have more on Manziel later in the show, but for more NFL news, let's get it over to NFL.com fantasy editor Marcus Grant. Thank you, Money. We start with some serious news developing in Charlotte, where Panthers quarterback Cam Newton was injured in a car accident outside Bank of America Stadium. Charlotte-Mecklenburg police say there were no life-threatening injuries to Newton. He is currently in fair condition at a local hospital and will be kept overnight for observation. Stay with NFL.com and NFL Network for more updates. We move to Chicago, where Bears wide receiver Brandon Marshall was released from the hospital Monday and officially placed on injured reserve. Marshall suffered fractured ribs and a collapsed lung during the team's loss to the Cowboys last Thursday. Now we welcome in Adam Rank with us. And Adam, Marshall officially out for the season. Would you take a chance on Marcus Wilson if you needed wide receiver help, or would you look elsewhere? Well, he's certainly on the list. you got to go out and prioritize your list. And without seeing you know, everybody's available wide receivers, you just start putting together your list, and there's going to be some other options on there. I know there's a situation in Baltimore that's developing that could lead to a couple of guys there, too. Of course, the, the biggest one, I think Jarvis Landry. I think we see some lists that that guy's still available in 40% of leagues or something like that. So just take a look and see who's out there. Marquise Lee is another guy. He's going to be one of my sleepers this week. All these waiver wire pickups so important this time of the year. It is. It is huge. It's, it's not over. Yeah, not at all. You mentioned that situation in Baltimore, and on Monday, Ravens head coach John Harbaugh told reporters that receiver Torrey Smith has a sprained knee. Smith's knee swelled up after pregame warm-ups on Sunday, and he played only 15 snaps against the Dolphins. An MRI on Monday revealed no tears in the knee, but Torrey's status for Week 15 is still unclear. So is it worth taking a flyer maybe on somebody like Kamar Aiken in deeper leagues if Smith doesn't play? Yeah, see, this is really close with him and Wilson. I'm kind of leaning towards Kamar right now because he did have a touchdown last week. He made that that helps no one all-star list, and so he does have some... Uh, a little bit of a pedigree in the league right now. We're still trying to learn a little bit more about L- Wilson. So, I like – I'm going to put Aiken just ahead of him for right now. But we'll see. You can, I, I can change my mind. Though. Plus, you know, the Ravens have a little more to play for than the Bears You know what? Right the, the thing is, is I expect a letdown game. You do? I really do. All right. We'll see what happens. Texas coach Bill O'Brien said on Monday that receiver Andre Johnson is day-to-day after suffering a concussion Sunday against the Jaguars. Johnson took a helmet-to-helmet hit in the second quarter and was taken to the locker room. Dre will need to pass the league's concussion protocol in order to get clearance for Week 15. If he doesn't get clearance, what does that do for the Texans' offense? I still expect the Texans to run the ball an awful lot. Arian Foster returned from injury. He still went out and had a lot of target or had a lot of touches, so he'll be involved. DeAndre Hopkins. Of course, as somebody who's going to be involved in this. And that that doesn't bode well for me because I've got that little situation with James Coe, the march to 1,200 now. Uh-huh. So I'm hoping, I'm saying this, I hope that they find some other options. Hey, there's always J.J. Watt. Who knows? Ooh. For more now, we'll throw it back to Money and Akbar. All right, thank you, Marcus. And how about this? Uh, wow, what a way to end week 14 and for many a league the first week of the fantasy playoffs. Matt Ryan, Aaron Rodgers. We start in the second quarter. Game tied at seven. First and goal. Eddie Lacy, four-yard touchdown. Pack up 14 
to seven. It was shaky in the first half for the Falcons after a Ryan oh, interception. Good, Packers working inside the five. First and goal, Rodgers. Lacey through the air. There you go. One-yard touchdown. Four points on the pass for Rodgers. Six for Lacey on the reception. 22.6 points for Lacey. Green Bay up 24-7. to Right before the half, here's a third oh, and goal. Oh, boy. Uh-oh. Yeah. Makes the magic happen. Jordy Nelson, second consecutive week as time is running out. He gets his big points there. so cool. Jordy, uh, that would not be the last you heard from him. However, this is something you have to get familiar with. Julio Jones, Matt Ryan, 79-yard pickup. Took it down to the three. Did not score. On the Green Bay Packers defense. Yeah, it was was uh, Tech Mobile style. Falcons would later score. Jones, 259 receiving yards on the evening. 31-14 pack. Now down 31-14 in the fourth. Falcons have it. First and 15. Julio Jones, 22-yard touchdown. Eight fantasy points there. Ryan adds another five. Atlanta down 10 now. Pack return serve, though. How about this? Rodgers, Jordy Nelson, 70-yard reception, 79-yard reception without a touchdown for Julio. How about a 60-yard score for Jordy Nelson? Man, Rogers loves him some Jordy Nelson. Daddy. Well, hey, any any quarterback I'm guessing would love them some Jordy Nelson. Uh, how about uh, the Falcons trying to come back? Roddy White, if you started Roddy White, the one-yard touchdown. Ryan finishes with 375 passing yards and four touchdowns, but the Packers hold off Atlanta 43-37. What a way to end the week, especially with the playoffs. Eight players and nine players with Mason Crosby there in double-digit fantasy points. You see Matt Ryan there, 30-plus. Aaron Rodgers nearly 30. Eddie Lacy the 22. But let's get it started with the winning team and the man we just mentioned, Aaron Rodgers. Stellar as usual, nearly 28 fantasy points. So, has a good game. Rodgers clearly a start. He's in the conversation. He's the greatest fantasy player ever at the quarterback position. Um, but it could have been a lot better, Akbar. Well, it probably could have been. At least a little bit better. <laughs> Just a little bit better. But then still, Aaron Rodgers is outstanding. And a lot of that has to do with the play of his running back as well. Eddie Lacy, that running game really coming alive, really allows him to be, you know, more of Aaron Rodgers. The arm talent's there. The, the offense is there. I mean, what else do you expect? I mean, you look at between him and Randall Cobb, between Jordy Nelson and Randall Cobb, I mean, he could just toss it up, and those guys seem to always be open, and I think that is, that's partly because his ability to read defense is like an open book. So, Rodgers has a pretty good game, but it could have been better. Not a lot better, but again, a little bit better because he took a knee at the end of the game here. Get a look at it right here. Didn't just take a regular knee, but... Boom, boom, boom. That's four yards. Oh, he backed up. That is a loss of four yards. Now, can you imagine that that help or hurt anyone in the fantasy playoffs? Oh, well, I'm pretty sure that, I, I, there's some people. I'm probably a small fraction of people that that hurt. Oh, oh hello. Actually, uh, uh, Matt, hello, I don't know, Adam, I don't right? know yes. if you can see me over here. Now you would like to weigh I don't in know. here? Yeah, I, you're talking about, you know, if that helped or hurt anybody. Yes. Well, I had a pretty... Uh, competitive game, I guess that would be the polite way to say it, with Molly Karam here in our NFL Fantasy Live League. And uh, at one point, Aaron Rodgers had rushed for a first down and went ahead 63.78 points. I was done. I, I thought it was over. There were a bunch of zeros on the clock, and I'm like, you know what? That happens. A champion for the first time in three years he is down. But wait a minute. What? Flag on the play. And all of a sudden, no, 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 restart the match. Yeah. There's one listen, more play. Listen, Mr. Uh, I'm going to gloat play. about my uh, four-tenths of a point win. You were going to lose by two-hundredths of a point. 
There's another side to that, Adam. And uh, while you puff your chest out and you get all excited about advancing in the NFL Fantasy Live playoffs, there's somebody on the telephone here that would like Aaron to Rodgers. No, Aaron, it's not, how, it's not, how are you? Oh, it's not Aaron Rodgers. Uh, yeah, hello? Adam, it's yeah. Molly. Oh, uh, hi, Molly. How's, hey. <laughs> how's it going? Nice to hear how excited you are. I just call that one weak sauce. What I really want to know is what I must have done in a past life to have this happen to me. Seriously. Because, I, gotta, I mean, this is unbelievable. What kind of karma? I mean, what are you doing? Are, are you handing out gifts to strangers or something? Because this is absolutely yeah. unbelievable to well, lose a point in that fashion. <laughs> It is. You know what? I, I will say there was a little bit of fantasy karma because we talked about on the Sunday show. I recommended to one of my friends who I was going up against in my league of record. I said, you know what you should do? The honest to God's truth. Start Jonathan Stewart. He is going to be a great guy this weekend. And that eventually cost me. So I'm sitting there watching. Ah, at, fantasy one point, karma. at one point, I'm kind of rooting for Jordy Nelson to get another touchdown, but then realizing like that's not going to happen. And then Aaron Rodgers with the uh, and, you know, a very gen you know, for as badly as he's, or as badly as hey, he's uh, Adam, the Adam, you're not going to yes, dig yourself out of this. Molly is uh, wildly listen, Adam, disappointed. Adam calls yes. this well, you, Monday you and Molly can commiserate. Yes. He calls this Monday nightmare. I call this Monday travesty. <laughs> I mean, seriously, who the heck does this happen to? It's unbelievable. Yeah. Rank your it, happened, it like, happened to this guy. Yeah. Remember this, uh, Money a couple years ago? If I'm Molly, uh, this holiday season, I guess, coal in your stocking from that uh, wow. Monday nighter. So uh, Adam advances, Molly loses. It's a four tenths of a point. Point defeat. Thank you, Molly, for taking time out to call in. Adam, I have a feeling that that perma smile going to keep going for the rest of the show. Pretty much. Yeah, and we get back. Week. What are you talking about? We get back to the game at hand. And Eddie Lacy, uh, which had over, he had over 100 yards from scrimmage, two touchdowns, about 23 fantasy points, Akbar. He is rolling right now, and a big part of that is because he is now involved in the passing game for Green Bay. Yeah, we saw that. We saw him get a touchdown there with the, with the run game. We saw him get the one-yard passing as well. But you look at seven touchdowns in the last five games. He's really now he's into his group. Remember early, we were all, you know, a little cool and putting him on ice, saying that maybe Eddie Lacy wasn't the same guy, but he's picked it up here towards the end. This is a running back that you definitely can yep. count on because the offense. Against the Bills, Bills against, a good run defense. Yeah, coming runs a good, it's a good run defense, but, but we saw what C.J. Anderson was able to do yep. against the Bills as well, being able to get three touchdowns, 58 yards. So maybe he doesn't go for 100 yards, but you know he's going to get involved in the passing game, and you know he's going to get the, uh, the, into the end zone. Yeah, we just saw it right there uh, on the highlight. All right, let's go to the other sideline, and it was not just a big night, but a historic night for Julio Jones. 11 receptions, 259 yards, and a touchdown. I'm sorry, I didn't hear you say it again. It was uh, 11 and then 259 and a touchdown. And um, I saw that, but I didn't know if that was like a, an error. That right. was true, though, huh? Well, you know, they say it's fantasy. What is this, fantasy <laughs> football out there? Yeah, yeah, it was fantasy football out there in the snow. You see the 31.9 points, top scoring wideout this week, nearly 32. Now, he didn't even play the final two, uh, final, final offensive series, I should say, for the Atlanta Falcons because of a hip issue. But uh, certainly you look at the game that presents itself this coming week and you got to feel good if he is healthy to go against the Steelers. Take a look here at his last two games, Akbar, uh, for Julio Jones. Not just 31.9 this week, but then you add in the last two weeks, 448 yards, 57 fantasy points nearly, and those two touchdowns. That is the most among wide receivers you drafted him high he is your wide receiver one and certainly nothing better than having the guys you invested high in pay off during the playoffs absolutely and you know it's nothing better than to have a wide receiver like julio jones if you have a guy who's slacked 
you can what I call carry over yeah. points. Here, here, have some of these points here. Like Demarius Thomas <laughs> yes, uh, has a bad week. Yes, Maybe it's Julio Jones. Uh, the other side of that is Matty Ice. And the fact that Matt Ryan has inserted himself into the conversation again as a number one QB. Uh, on fire the second half, four touchdowns, finished with nearly 32 fantasy points. Do you trust him next week versus the, the Pittsburgh Steelers? I, I do, actually. I mean, you think about it. I mean, of course, this is all has to do with Julio Jones and his ability to play. If Julio Jones is healthy and he's playing against the Pittsburgh Steelers, then absolutely you have to trust Matty Ice. We know. We saw them early in the year. We saw Matty Ice put up big numbers against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So you know he has that ability. And if you have no other option, why not go Matt Ryan against a struggling defense for the Pittsburgh Steelers? Yeah, no doubt. We saw what Andy Dalton just did to the Steelers' defense this past week, especially in the Georgia Dome on that fast turf. No-brainer. And, and credit to Steven Jackson because Steven Jackson's really helped because of yeah. his ability to now run the ball. Now he's not the sexy fantasy pick for, uh, for football, but for that offense, he allows him to continue to throw the ball. Still to come on NFL Fantasy Live, school is in session, and the professor... Marcus Grant is in. He's hitting the chalkboard to give you his Week 14 fantasy breakdown. But if you've already been knocked out of the playoffs, you won't want to miss our 2015 fantasy preview. Find out which quarterback and running back our experts have rated highest for next season. Time now for Game Changers, presented by Bose. This season, we are looking for your help to decide which performances made the biggest impact for your fantasy teams. You can tweet us using the hashtag and using the hashtag Game Changers. We might feature your tweet on an episode of NFL Fantasy Live, just like uh, Akbar, you and I are going to do right now for some lucky fans. Why don't you get us started with Jamal Charles, the Chiefs lost, but hey, his fantasy owners won. Yeah, hashtag baller, because that's exactly what he did against the Cardinals. I mean, when you talk about playing Jamal Charles, you know that you have a jewel because, look, the Kansas City Chiefs, they can't pass the ball. Okay, maybe they can pass the ball, but their receivers, they're not getting into the end zone, and they have to rely on someone to get them into the end zone, and it's this man, Jamal Charles. He is the offense for the Kansas City Chiefs. Make no doubt about that. I mean, you understand that without Jamal Charles, the Kansas City Chiefs cannot operate. And so knowing that, 14-plus fantasy points in seven of the last eight games? Come on. Consistency. You, you, you're bound to win with Jamal Charles alone. Have you ever used the hashtag baller? Uh, I, I think I have. And well, when you type okay, it out. Okay, but it was in like 1995. Okay, well, actually, then, Twitter wasn't then. It just seems a little dated, you know? Okay. I'm well, just saying. Maybe hashtag tremendous you, performance, young man. I, sometimes you got to bring it back. That's what I would do here with Le'Veon Bell. Uh, man, I just I tried to make the trade for Le'Veon Bell. We said it in like week eight. Listen, this is a great playoff stretch for this particular player. And, yeah, he's delivered three consecutive 200-plus yard games from scrimmage. And you see it here. Old MSR fishing, Matthew Rivera, pointing out hashtag not Peyton Manning, but this man, Le'Veon Bell. And he will keep it going because he gets Atlanta this coming week in the Dome outside of the harsh elements of the NSC North. 41.5 points in that contest against the Bengals. And, hey, while, again, the Bengals lost, fantasy owners won. Well, okay, maybe it's not the 41 points that Le'Veon Bell put up, but 28 points on the same given day. That's pretty impressive. And his matchup going against Joe Hayden, I know, has everyone concerned because Joe Hayden shut him down. I'm not freaked out. The dude is a game changer, and he's a game changer for a reason because he can stretch the field, and I think he's going to be challenged and step up and motivated. Look, 
in, Ro in all the Rocky series, we know that Rocky loses the first one, and he comes back and he wins the next one. Well, that's the same thing that's going to happen with A.J. Green. Was he it? got Ivan Drago in okay. the first one, okay. and he's going to knock him out. He's going to come Rocky Balboa style against Joe Hayden. I'm just kind of roll. I'm going to roll with the metaphor here. Did Rocky get knocked out three straight times and then come back in the fourth fight? Was that like Rocky three? Was that no, 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 no. Was I don't that... know what you're talking about. But look, I, okay. I just know he, just he, he, loses, he loses the first fight and he comes back the next fight for the rematch and he wins. That's okay. all I know. Because he got knocked out in the first three anyway. That was Game Changers, <laughs> presented by Bose. For more, now, we Adam, help me to Adam and Marcus. <laughs> Thanks, Monty. Uh, you're going to get no help. First of all, you're are not you going to get strong now. No, I'm not. You're not getting any help from me, Akbar. Draga was in the fourth one, not the first one. But you know what we're going to do right now? I'm going to tell you what. We're going to be breaking down the players with the most targets and backfield opportunities from week 14. So let's take a look at who made the list. And I selfishly look at this list and start looking at the players that I hold. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I got him. I got him. Looking over some of these names. Fred Jackson. Fred Jackson. He's man, a pretty man. interesting one. He's somebody who. Yeah, a little bit of a – I don't know about the matchup this week against Green Bay, and there could be some possibility there for some points. Michael Crabtree, it seems like our producer must be throwing that one in there. Michael Crabtree <laughs> is getting that many targets, so it seems a little weird. But leading the list right there, Mr. T.Y. Hilton. Eugene Marquis Hilton. Fantastic. And I think he's a guy, he had fantasy value early in the season because we knew he was going to get a lot of targets. And even though he didn't get in the end zone early on, I still was behind this guy. Now he's making plays, he's getting in the end zone, and he's matchup proof. Everybody was worried about him being locked up with Joe Hayden. Look, let me tell you this. When he was on Joe Hayden on Sunday, saw eight targets, six receptions, 99 yards, and two touchdowns. At this point, T.Y. Hilton is absolutely matchup proof. And we saw, we talked about it a little bit earlier on the show, Brandon Marshall out for the season. Martellus Bennett stepped up on Thursday night against the Dallas Cowboys. Can we expect more from him coming, coming, uh, coming in this week? I, I hope so. I, I really do, especially against the Saints. That's an opportunity for him to produce. And Brandon Marshall being gone, as you mentioned, should provide more targets in his direction. I know Marcus Wilson may step up. He may see some more in his direction. But teams are going to try to lock down on Alshon Jeffrey and not let him beat them on the outside. And I believed in Martellus Bennett. I know everybody was worried about the post-September fade. And, yes, he hasn't been particularly great. But somebody was. now that you are late in the season and you're going through your playoffs, this is a time I think Martellus Bennett starts to resurrect himself for. Well, he's got the brains. He's got the brawn. Let's make lots of money. Here are the guys with the most backfield opportunities from Week 14. We see a lot of the big names. Money was just talking about Le'Veon Bell. Just crushing it, both receiving and as a rusher, obviously. Arian Foster. Again, Arian Foster, somebody who is returning from injury and people are a little bit worried about. But I'm like, look, the Texans will feed him the ball at every opportunity, whether he's coming back from injury or not, so you can feel safe with him. Should we feel safe, though, with DeMarco Murray? We should feel safe with DeMarco Murray. And I know last week we talked about it, and I mentioned how his carries had gone down for the last few oh, weeks. I remember. That we had gone from 27 carries a game down to 20. Part of that was probably a strategy to make sure he was rested up for a playoff run. The time is now. He had 41 touches. You see that there? 31 carries. He had another 10 targets in his direction. So the Cowboys are going to start loading back up with DeMarco Murray. I think we're going to see the kind of work that we saw early in the season. We were all freaked out. Can he keep this up? I don't know. So we're going to go back to seeing that kind of workload for DeMarco Murray the rest of the year. I feel that was directed at me. And since we're going to talk, <laughs> keep it all about me, somebody who is on my team in our NFL Fantasy Live League, Joyke Bell, what are we looking for this week? I like Joyke Bell. He is the one Sweet. guy who's been the most 
consistent in the Detroit backfield. And plus, if he can get lucky touches like that, I'm all for it. But Reggie Bush has struggled. He's been banged up as well. Theo Riddick was a non-factor last week. Joy Bell has four touchdowns. You see that in the last two games. He's starting to break loose. And he's got another good matchup against the Vikings run defense that struggled this year. I love that matchup going up against the Vikings. So I will make sure that he is on my team. Marcus, thank you so much. The column is called Fantasy Breakdown. Make sure you check it out. We talk about Dolph Lundgren. We talk about Tommy Morrison, all the great Rocky villains and fighters. <laughs> all right. The holiday season is in full swing. We here at NFL Fantasy Live are in a giving mood. So up next, we're giving out our latest list of top waiver wire targets for week 15. Stay tuned. It's time to hit the waiver wire. Welcome back to NFL Fantasy Live, presented by Bose. Matt Money Smith here, Marcus Grant, Adam Rank, Akbar, Baja, Biamila. It is not too late to focus on players available on your waiver wire, people. Yes, it's the playoffs, but you can still improve that roster. Akbar, get us started. Well, you know, since last year I've been talking about Latavius Murray. I'm huge on them. We know that they had a big win, the Oakland Raiders, against the San Francisco 49ers. And I think that success had a lot to do with this man, Latavius Murray, his ability to run the ball. He's a hard runner going back to his time at UCF when he was just pounding the rock down there in Florida. But I think that can carry over against the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, we know that they give up the sixth most points to running back. Running backs right now, Latavius Murray, strong style. I think this works for you if you have a deficiency at the uh, running back position in the playoffs. Now, you used a plural there. You're not big on the Raiders. You're big on Latavius Murray, right? Yeah, I'm big on Latavius Murray. Just want to make sure. Just want to make sure. Marcus, Charles Johnson, wide receiver, eh? Yeah, Charles Johnson has become a thing in the last few weeks. He and Teddy Bridgewater seem to have formed a connection. And, look, we obviously have our – we all missed on Cordero Patterson. We thought this would be the year. It didn't happen. Yeah, Charles really. Johnson has stepped up, <laughs> and he's been very good. And, and you see the, the two receiving touchdowns in the last few games. That number could have been three. He fumbled yeah. at the goal line last week, and Jerome Felton recovered it for a Minnesota touchdown. But regardless, Bridgewater is looking his direction a lot. He's got good speed. He gets down the field. You see him taking the top off the defense right there. He's a playmaker. No doubt when it comes to the waiver wire, if you can find you a running back, boy, is that a happy day, Adam Rank. Yeah, Kerwin Williams came out against the Chiefs and played very well. He took the majority of the snaps, the majority of the touches, and even though they've hinted at a running back by committee in Arizona, it seems like Williams is going to be the guy that they're going to lean on. The only thing, the only monkey wrench that I got to throw in here, they're going up against the St. Louis FC on when, or on Thursday. Eesh. And then they got Seattle the week after. Ugh. So you might want to look at some other priorities on your waiver wire. Perhaps. What if you had Andre Ellington? You comfortable going Kerwin Williams? Are you looking somewhere I wouldn't else? be. I, I would look at somebody else. Right. I, if Murray's well, out there. A perfect transition, Akbar. How about looking for Jonathan Stewart? Still available in a whole mess of leagues on well, NFL.com. You better go get Jonathan Stewart right now. Don't miss out on the opportunity, especially since they're going up against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They can't stop the run, and they're not going to be able to stop Jonathan Stewart. What he did to the New Orleans Saints was a prime example of how great not I don't want to use the word great that's probably overused but how great of an opportunity it is, for, <laughs> <laughs> it is for you to advance in the playoffs I think he is going to have a field day against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers like he did against the Saints on Thursday night Marcus it uh, wasn't Des Bryant it wasn't Terrence Williams it was Cole Beasley Who? It was Cole Beasley, and it's been Cole Beasley for a couple of weeks now. We even saw him in that Thanksgiving Day game, even though the Cowboys didn't play particularly well. Beasley was still a part of it. Des Bryant's going to be fine. He'll get his targets. But where Beasley steps in is the fact that Terrence Williams has been MIA in the Cowboy passing attack recently, and he's a guy that I think has been overlooked by defenses, certainly. Maybe he gets a little more attention, but because he runs those short 
underneath routes and has good speed once he gets his hands on the football there's an opportunity for him to be maybe a third or fourth wide receiver for you if you're in deeper leagues a thinned out tight end crop this season Adam Rain but Jared Cook had himself a game against the Redskins he's been playing well the last couple of weeks Sean Hill has targeted him an awful lot and he still continues to look for him he's a guy who can move the chains we always talk about touchdowns that's the main thing for tight ends if you can go out and get touchdowns but as you see right there He's just running straight up the middle, untouched. He could go out there and make the huge plays, go out there and get you a couple of points. Now he's got Arizona again on Thursday, not Wednesday, Thursday. And he's got a great matchup against them. Arizona has historically been pretty bad against tight ends over the last couple of years. So somebody could go out, pick up plug, and put him into your lineup. Uh, big news coming down today that Johnny Football, Johnny Manziel, will start for the Browns versus the Bengals in Week 15. And we talked about this two weeks ago after we saw Johnny get his first, I should say, not extended action, but a first little taste of what he's capable of doing. And, of course, it led to a rushing touchdown. It's a no-brainer to pick up Johnny Football off the uh, waiver wire, especially if you're having quarterback issues. Phillip Rivers hasn't been great as of late. Colin Kaepernick has been an absolute disaster as of late. And you see this. The guy came in mid-fourth quarter and piled up nine, uh, nearly ten fantasy points. Yeah, I'm, pay- I'm tempted to go pick him up and play him. You talked about Phillip Rivers. I think it would be fun because I got to go up against Fabs here. I think it would be <laughs> the guy to go up, take his little man crush, put him in the lineup against him, and see what happens. Oh, I like that. It, it's a great opportunity play. to take lightning in a bottle and use it on your roster to get that that boost that you need on your fantasy team. I think that's what's going to end up happening. And you get this big announcement, this whole big buildup, will Johnny Manziel play? I think he will rise to the occasion. But that doesn't mean he doesn't have his deficiencies and he doesn't have deficiencies in his game. I'm not saying or recommend that you play him over any of your big-time quarterbacks, but if you're if you're one of those guys that Colin happen Kaepernick. to ink in... That's what I'm oh, about come on, Colin come on, Kaepernick. come on. Absolutely. I might come on, absolutely. No, that's what I'm saying. Come on, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that oh, the absolutely. case? Is and also, when, when, also when, sorry, Rank. Also remember, you know, Josh Gordon, we say this repeatedly, the guy was able to produce regardless of who was throwing him the football because he is such a talented receiver. Yes, he looks a little bit heavy right now and he's still trying to get into game shape, but he is a capable number one for Johnny Manziel to rely on to try to get acclimated to starting in the NFL for the first time. Yep. Very true. Yep. I'm yep. going yep. to yep. I have him ranked pretty high this week. Hut, 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 you should because yep. a lot of times when these quarterbacks come in and you don't have a lot of tape on them, that's when they can exploit some of the weaknesses. It's yep. two weeks down the road where it could be in trouble. When NFL Fantasy Live returns, who will be the top fantasy quarterback in 2015? Maybe Johnny Football? Could there be a dark horse in the running? Find out when our experts debate next. Still to come on NFL Fantasy Live, if your fantasy star gave you a scare last Sunday, you'll need to forgive and forget. We'll tell you which Week 14 underperformers are bound to bounce back. Plus, we break down the matchups that scare us most in Week 15. Which frightful face-offs will our experts say you may want to avoid? And if your hopes for championship glory came crashing down this past week, why not look ahead to next year's draft? See which fantasy superstar we say is deserving of the first overall pick in 2015. Welcome back to NFL Fantasy Live, presented by Bose Money here. Akbar, Rank, and Marcus at the desk. Remember, you can always hit us up with your Twitter questions. At NFL Fantasy, a lot of big-time players put up small-time numbers in Week 14. For many, the first week of the playoffs. And here is a look at who let you down. Man, you let me down, Demarius Thomas. That's a lot of big names right there. You can win win your your fantasy league with us. Started him, started him. I mean, you go through it. LaShawn McCoy, first-round pick. Peyton Manning, first-round. Jimmy Graham, first-round. Demarius Thomas, perhaps borderline. Josh Gordon would have been a first-round. Yeah, so, I mean, uh, that is a lot of disappointment. So, let's get into which players will 
redeem themselves after last week. Rank, you, uh, you're not too worried about Demarius Thomas against the Chargers. I'm not worried at all. Demarius Thomas will return. He will come out and have a great game against the San Diego Chargers this weekend. And the big thing is I don't want to pretend that Peyton Manning is some fantasy enthusiast who really wants to go out and reward us with a lot of fantasy points. But he, but does, he is. But he does, oh. he does want to keep his best receivers happy. He likes to have a little bit of a correction when somebody like this is overlooked. And there was a couple of weeks earlier in the season where Thomas was overlooked. Then the overcorrection came. I feel with the playoffs looming, a must it's sort of a must-win game down there in San Diego that he's going to look for him, especially near the red zone. Demarius Thomas will score a touchdown this week. Don't worry about it. He'll be fine. And if you survived last week with him getting you a point, don't worry. He'll be fine this week. Uh, you're going to start Alfred Morris this week, Marcus. I am going to start Alfred Morris this week. And I have championed him as your playoff hero. The guy who's going to help lead you to a championship. And yes, it wasn't good last week, but now I'm out of the playoffs. Oh, sorry about that. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Sorry about your luck. <laughs> last week was the one matchup in the playoff run that I was concerned about against St. Louis, but the rest of the schedule looks good. The next couple weeks, he's got the Giants, he's got the Eagles, both of whom have been very gracious to fantasy running backs. So this is a chance for Alfred Morris, especially with so much turmoil at the quarterback position there in Washington, for him to get a lot of carries and a lot of production. Well, another first-rounder that disappointed last week uh, could not do it against the Seattle Seahawks. I guess that's not all that big a surprise, Akbar LaShawn McCoy. Well, and I still believe in LaShawn McCoy and I think that that offensive line has gelled better together and you saw what LaShawn McCoy did against the Dallas Cowboys that Thanksgiving weekend he gave you 19 one. fantasy points I think he's going to do that again against the Dallas Cowboys look you're not going to forget what he did against the Seahawks these guys were physical they were thumper at times it looked like LaShawn McCoy didn't want to be a part of that physical game but I say that to say that the Dallas Cowboys they're not as physical as the Seattle Seahawks he bounces back well, uh, while it is not a big-time name, it is somebody that has given you big-time production as of late. 7.7, that's fine. I mean, that's doable. That's not a bad floor. But if you were thinking about perhaps benching LeGarrette Blunt because he's in your flex position or maybe an RB2, don't. Uh, there's no question that in that frigid weather at Foxborough, Bill Belichick is going to hand, and Josh McDaniels for that matter, going to hand him the ball an awful lot. He is a load to bring down. And what you saw, the, uh, the Baltimore Ravens, with that trio of backs, really a lot of Bernard Pierce and Justin Forsett, what they did to that uh, Miami defense, I suspect LeGarrette Blunt will be able to do just the same. Don't be nervous. He's going to get you at least double-digit points this week. Make sure he is there in your flex position. Uh, let's keep it going. Uh, how about uh, Josh Gordon there, Akbar? Josh Gordon is going to redeem himself. This is huge. New quarterback. Big, new quarterback with Johnny Menzel, and we've talked about this. It doesn't matter who the quarterback is. Josh Gordon has been through this before. He's seen many faces at the quarterback position. He's a talented young man. Now there's been some question about his shape. Look, it does take a little bit Looks to little get heavy. back into game shape. Now he's not heavy. It just takes a little bit to get into game shape. This will be his third game back. He will be fine. He'll be playing at an all-time great. Watch him put up big numbers like he did when he came back uh, with those 200-yard-plus games. And you talk about his quarterback. If you're Johnny Football, isn't the first order of business to make sure you can get the ball to Josh? Isn't that what you want to show your coach? Like, yeah. look, I can get the ball into the hands of our best playmaker. I will not be missing him on these routes. I will not be overthrowing him. I will find ways to get him the football. So I expect him to have a monster game. Well, and the third thing about this is chances are you went out and you stashed Josh Gordon for a couple of weeks. Some people stashed him all season long. Season. <laughs> are you really going to sit this guy right? You waited for him for 12 weeks. And now you're going to sit Josh Gordon? No. Well, and I would 
also, you know, while we're watching the, that highlight reel or low light reel, what did we see? We saw a lot of errant throws by Brian Hoyer. I mean, the guy's got one touchdown pass in his last 29 drives. He's got six interceptions. That's why they made the switch at quarterback. And with all that talent at Josh Gordon, you just hope that it benefits Gordon because Manziel will simply perform they better. Gave, they gave him the opportunity. Hoyer, he didn't produce. Yeah. It's now time for Johnny Manziel to step in there, and I believe he will do well. Now, the only thing that scares me when it comes to Josh Gordon's production is his vision. Will he see Ghost and start running? Because if he starts running and doing that Johnny Manziel stuff, then all of a sudden we'll see the production of uh, Josh Gordon goes down. But I mean, I, I'm betting on his arm. All right, uh, let's get to Jimmy Graham. You want to talk about uh, somebody that was drafted high and no ROI up to this point, or at least for this last, like, four-week period. You got to start him against the Bears, right? You got to, you know, and I was very fortunate to advance in the fantasy playoffs here on the show. And and it's because, you know, even though very. Jimmy Graham is, even uh, though he's been off. Keep riding you know? that one. I, I don't know. Can we talk? Molly. I'm sorry, I can't remember. Do we talk about it yeah, earlier? But yeah. yes, as you see right there, no touchdowns in three of his last four games. But really, I look at this matchup against the Bears, and I understand a lot of people will point to the weather, but you know what? I saw the Falcons go out and prove something to me on Monday night that they were able to go out there deal with the weather, take advantage of. Actually, it was a really tough matchup for them. That Bears defense is not as good as the Packers at home. I'm not, I don't think I'm telling tales out of school by saying that. So I love this matchup. And again, we're talking about Demarius Thomas and the overcorrection. I feel that if Drew Brees wants to advance in the playoffs and make some noise, he's got to get Jimmy Graham back on track. And I feel that he's going to feed him the ball an awful lot this week. And Jimmy Graham has to give Darius Hayward Bay his hands back. I don't know when he took the money, but he did, and I don't like it a bit. Speaking of tight ends, if you want some of our top tight end starts for the week, be sure to visit NFL.com slash now to download the app for free. We'll be dishing out some players exclusively for NFL Now users. And when NFL Fantasy Live returns, you may think these fantasy stars are must-starts in the playoffs, but our experts say Week 15 matchups could be a cause for concern for those gentlemen. Plus, DeMarco Murray may be the top running back in fantasy now, but should he be the first pick in 2015? We weigh in on which back is worthy of the number one spot next season. Thursday, Larry Fitzgerald and the first-place Cardinals take on the Red Hot Rams as the playoff chase heats up. Thursday night football, Cardinals, Rams, Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern, live on NFL Network. Well, Cardinals at Rams gets a started. Look right below that. You want to talk about fantasy production. Antonio <laughs> Brown, Julio Jones, the top two receivers in fantasy, not to mention two top eight quarterbacks, Matt Ryan, Ben Roethlisberger, and, of course, Le'Veon Bell. Not to mention, huh, how about that Monday nighter? We just had a oh. heck of a Monday nighter. A lot of fortunes shifted between the Packers and the Falcons and likely to be the same when the Saints and Bears Get it going. And we welcome you back to NFL Fantasy Live, the official fantasy football show of the NFL. Money here with Rank and there's Akbar and Marcus Grant, all the dudes. Uh, we just saw the schedule for week 15. So let's talk about some matchups that scare you, things you're worried about, maybe uh, A players, elite players that you're a little nervous about starting. Well, for me, Peyton Manning. And I know that's not a name that everybody wants to hear or probably think that, <laughs> oh, this is just a, a thing that happened. But look, he's put out two bad games this last game against. The, the Buffalo Bills was very, very scary, and now he's going up against the San Diego Chargers. And his record against the San Diego Chargers, I, I hate to tell you this, but doesn't do too well, especially when he's playing against the Chargers at their home. And you look at over his career, 28 touchdowns, 20 interceptions. So there's a lot of things that you have to be concerned about with Peyton Manning. This is a game matchup that you may want to rethink, and it makes me very nervous. 
Yeah, John Pagano, the defensive coordinator in San Diego, always done a good job against Peyton. However, that secondary is a bit decimated, so maybe a little give, a little take there. Like you said, are you really going to sit Peyton? I mean, I... I guess if you got Johnny Manziel on your bench, you will. Yeah, buddy. Marcus, you're nervous about Matthew Stafford. I am nervous about Matthew Stafford. You know, if I have Joyke Bell, I feel a little bit better because the Vikings have really struggled to stop the run, but they've been very good against quarterbacks and receivers. They get after the quarterback with those guys up front. They get sacked, and that secondary is very, very good. And I worry about Stafford. I know he's a volume passer, and that's part of his appeal from a fantasy perspective, but... He also throws interceptions, and this could be a game where he throws it to the purple jerseys more than you would like. Look, it, it, there are, are there a few guys maybe you, st- you start in place of Matthew Stafford, but if you're forced there, I'd be very worried about it. Uh, I am not starting Mike Wallace this week, plain and simple. Uh, I know he was drafted as maybe a one or a wide receiver two in a lot of leagues. He has struggled as of late. The big concern here is that they are playing the Patriots at home. The Patriots are looking to secure home field in the playoffs, and uh, I am not going to put Ryan Tannehill up against Bill Belichick, a Bill Belichick-led defense, especially with someone like Mike Wallace, who gets a lot of his points on deep routes developing. So absolutely with the plethora of rookie receivers to choose from, guys that are available. You mentioned Charles Johnson a little bit early, earlier on the waiver wire. I absolutely go that route instead of Mike Wallace. A.J. Green is somebody who concerns me this week. He was held to just 23 receiving yards versus the Browns in Week 10. So you look at this matchup and you look at his history. Over the last couple of games, he's really struggled against the Browns. Now, this is a situation you talk about waiver wire, guys. Do I go pick up Dante Moncrief and start him over A.J. Green? I don't do that. But I've seen a lot of questions on the social media, on the Twitter. A lot of people who have elite options where they could have like Dez Bryant, Josh Gordon, and A.J. Green. You start looking at these matchups and you're like, you know what? A.J. Green might be the odd man out if you have some other elite options. If you've worked the waiver wire really well this season, there could be a chance that you're not playing them. But for most most time... You're going to publish. Yeah, what about the rookies? What about if you have Odell Beckham or you got Mike Evans? No doubt, right? Over over A.J. Green. That's that's usually some of the questions that come in. It's uh, never too early to start thinking about next year's fantasy season. Up next, we're going to debate which QBs and running backs should come off the board first. Number one in 2015. With NFL Now, never miss another game highlight ever. Subscribe today and you'll get instant game highlights on all your devices. Download the NFL Now app today. Learn more at NFL.com slash now. Here's a look at your top 10 fantasy quarterbacks this season. Andrew Luck in his third year leading the way, but barely about 13 points ahead of Aaron Rodgers. Peyton Manning, of course, with that prodigious production last season, hasn't quite lived up to that Billing and Russell Wilson sneaking into the top five, a sleeper for many an expert in these parts going into the season as we welcome you back to NFL Fantasy Live. It's never uh, too early to start prepping for the 2015 draft. A lot of people bounced out of the playoffs, can start doing their homework now. Uh, If you gentlemen had your druthers, which of those quarterbacks at the top of that list would be your quarterback of choice to be selected first in 2015? I'm going to go with Aaron Rodgers. I feel over the last couple of weeks, he's really started to hit his stride. The consensus among all the experts all across football seem to be that Rodgers is the best quarterback going right now. And you even hear conversations about him being the best of all time. And I feel this is a guy still rising. They've got a great team. They've got a great team surrounding him. Always figure he's going to be throwing there in Green Bay, even with Eddie Lacy in there in the mix. I actually feel that makes him better because they're dumping the ball off to him, which has been a nice little wrinkle that that offense 
So I'm going to go Rodgers. I love the consistency of Aaron Rodgers, too. I know he missed about half of last season because of that broken collarbone. But before that, he'd gone four or five years where he was a top three fantasy quarterback. And I just I love to go with that consistency, especially if we're talking about a, a first round or maybe early second round. Yeah, game. I guess my concern would be, is Randall Cobb going to be there next year? He's a free agent. And those NFC North defenses are getting better. Mike Zimmer in, with the Vikings, a lot of talent there. Detroit, a very talented defense, which is why, and I believe you're in concert with me on this, Akbar. Andrew Luck would be my choice. Yeah, Andrew Luck has to be the choice. I mean, he's a young, he's got the, he's young, he's got the arm talent, but on top of that, his ability to run the ball. I mean, he's the sixth ranked Russian quarterback in the NFL. We've talked about all the other guys, Russell Wilson, Colin Kaepernick, Cam Newton, all those guys. And I'm tired of Cam, of, excuse me, Andrew Luck being on the back end of this conversation. He's at the front end, and this is what defenses, defenses of co- defensive coordinators are concerned about, his ability to get out of the pocket, escape, and throw the ball down the field. That's what makes him so good. Tennessee and Jacksonville four times a year plus. As we said, he's gotten better every single season, and all those weapons are young and getting better. You just besmirched my friends down in Duval County. That <laughs> defense will be getting better. I did, yeah. I did. I didn't be smirched. Talking, the, about the Vikings County. and the Bears. Let's go to the right? running back position. Likely a number one overall pick will be from this particular group. DeMarco Murray leading the way, but Le'Veon Bell, thanks to two, actually three consecutive 200-plus yard performances from scrimmage, has now closed the gap to just 3.4 points. So, if you uh, – if well, each of you were uh, blessed with the number one overall pick in the 2015 draft. Which of those running backs would you take, Marcus? I'm going with Le'Veon Bell just because I said before the season, dual threat is kind of the buzzword now around fantasy. Guys who can run, guys who can catch. Bell has done plenty of that, and we've seen him really kick things up when LeGarrette Blunt was let go there in Pittsburgh and landed in New England. There's so much to do in that offense, especially because there's only two real threats, Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell. Those guys are going to do most of the work there. Well, we got to have some time here now to talk about the other guys, but I tell you right now, Le'Veon Bell, outstanding, very, very young, and I mean, he can run and fly. I, Let it rip. I would like to make it interesting and be a contrarian, but I got to say, Le'Veon it's, Bell. Uh, You're I not guess I'll, I know. I, I, play, I will play the role of okay, contrarian. Thank you. All right, let's go. It's three weeks. It's three weeks, guys. Uh, prior to those three weeks, and Historic. we knew, and we knew these three weeks were coming when we looked at the schedule. We told people watching, "Go trade for Le'Veon Bell. The schedule is so good." Jamal Charles does it week in and week out. Look at that. Touchdown in eight straight games. He's got six over the previous four. We know how important he is in Andy Reid's offense, and he is a dual threat running back. He catches passes, especially if you're in a PPR league. He scores with reception. He scores while rushing. I want to go with a sure thing that gives me a nice high floor and has the potential to give me that through the roof. Well, I guess it wouldn't be a through the roof ceiling. It would have no ceiling. Right. DeMarco Murray is the top scoring fantasy running back right now, but Ooh, uh, yeah. none he's of good. us decided oh, to take him. So oh, what's the I problem? love DeMarco Murray now. I mean, so I, why not he's DeMarco not going to be my number one guy, but I love him. So DeMarco Murray, he, what <laughs> he's done this year. I won't draft him. I won't draft him. You got to draft him. He's good. Here's the concern. I mean, is he going to be back in Dallas? That's my big concern. Is that they got to pay Des it's a contract year, which is good and bad. Obviously, we've seen the numbers he's put up. But if he's not back in Dallas, that changes his circumstances dramatically. Well, and, and let's not forget that he's got a lot of wear and tear on his body. That's that, those, are, those, those are real numbers now. Look, a, a good friend of mine, Oz Akeem, who played for the St. Louis Rams, was a part of the greatest show on turf, told me for every year that you play in the NFL, your body ages three years. So you add that to the number and how old he is. I was all of a sudden, he's older. You said yeah, way no too math. much math. What do you think part? fantasy is? You could, uh, <laughs> Stop it. You could make you? a case that it is the best run-blocking offensive line in sure, the NFL. Sure. And if he is not there, and again, they have a lot of decisions to make free agency-wise. So a lot of that will depend on where DeMarco ends up Plus, next if year. you're a fan of sports, your favorite team has signed a big-name free agent that has flamed out. 
As yeah. an Angels fan, that's happened to me. Everybody it's <laughs> happened to. Contract year, contract year yeah. scares me. That is going to do it for us here today. Make sure you tune in tomorrow for all of Michael Fabiano's top starts and sits for Week 15. We'll see you then. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower... 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.